0: Welcome to the podcast. Let the Prophet speak. Today, we are studying the prophet Jeremiah, that's Yirmiyahu chapter 44. And in this chapter we read of an especially tragic debate, so to speak, between Yirmiyahu and the people who um, have went into exile into Egypt, with Yermiah, with the prophet. Um, we just learned in the last chapter how the people ignored his advice to remain in Judea and instead went to Egypt. And we're gonna understand a lot more about why they went to Egypt. I would like to point out, and this is something that I've repeated numerous times, that that Jeremiah and Isaiah and many of the other prophets often criticized the people for looking for strength by making alliances with other nations, specifically other nations that would have a bad influence on the Jewish people and their uh, religious practices, and 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 because the people um, had this understanding that uh, of God, which was the opposite of what of what. The prophets were trying to teach. The prophets were trying to teach that what God wants is justice. What God wants is righteousness. God wants us to follow his laws, his rules, his way of life. The way of life of the Torah that he taught us and gave us. The people understood God as being a God like all the other gods in in the world. That you give them libations and sacrifices and prayers and ceremonies and rituals. And then the God treats you well. The people, therefore, when they turned to other nations, they would also adopt, when you turn to another nation, in Isaiah's case it was the nation of Assyria, and now it's the nation of Egypt, they always were looked at those other nations, saw that they were powerful and successful, and assumed that those other nations were powerful because they were worshipping the right gods and doing the right rituals for those gods. So the people would, would look to them, and then become corrupted by by doing those rituals for those gods and also acting and living not according to the dictates of the Torah. Not living a, a life of, of of adherence to the rules that God had placed out for them to develop the lifestyle that God wanted for them to live. This is the crucial debate here because Yirmiyahu wanted the people to stay in Judea, to build up the land of Judea, but not so much for nationalistic reasons, but much more for the people's spiritual welfare. Rather, the people looked to Egypt for strength, and we're gonna see this played out in the conversation which we're about to read in a very dramatic way. The, under, the drastically different understanding that the people had of what God is and what the prophets are trying to teach our relationship with God is supposed to be. The um. So let's, let's um, and, and we'll see how, no matter how, the prophets keep teaching and teaching, but the message somehow doesn't, doesn't get through. So, 44, verse 1, <speaking in Hebrew> The word of God that came to Jeremiah, <speaking in Hebrew> which was meant to be spoken to all of the people, the Judeans, whom, who are now settled in the land of Egypt. that were living in the following places, Migdol, uvetach panches, In these, these cities, uv Eret Patros, and in the land of Patros. These are all cities and regions in Egypt where the Judeans had settled. Lamar to say as follows. ko So says the Lord God, the Lord of Israel. Atem reitem. All of you have seen with your own eyes it called Asher heveti al all of the terrible destruction that I have brought down upon Jerusalem. Yehuda, and on all of the lands of Egypt, they are all now destroyed, and there is no one residing there any longer. I want to point out over here: you have seen the destruction of Judea, you have seen. If you remember back in the Torah, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, where God describes the destruction that will come about in Jerusalem and in, in the lands of Israel if the people do not obey God's, God's laws, the end of that was uh, chapter 28, verse um, 68, where it says, <laughs> And God will return you to back to Egypt in, in ships, back on the road which I have told you you will no longer go and you'd end up being sold there as slaves again and, and no one will even be interested in buying you. So this is really the fulfillment here of you saw all of the destruction and now the end end of that destruction was going to be to come back to Egypt and you've even seen that. You've seen all of God's predictions, but what would happen if you don't if you don't live the lifestyle that God wants you to live? And you've seen it all happen. Some, the reason why this happened, verse three, is because of all of the things that you have done, which have made me angry. You went to bring ketoret to bring. Um, uh, incense to other gods, Asher lo hema other gods who were not known to your forefathers. You searched around the countries, you found the ones that you thought were powerful, and then you went and worshipped their gods in order to gain favor with those nations and, and the assumption that their gods were more powerful than me. But I tried to teach you the lesson that and I sent to you at Kola and all of my prophets over the last hundred several hundred years I constantly sent you prophets. Hashkem I was consistent and I was constantly sending you these prophets, right? I was persistent about it. They are saying to you the following message Al Do not do this disgusting thing which is so hated to me. The um, but you didn't listen and you didn't pay attention to those prophets to change from your evil ways to stop looking to other gods and to stop bringing incense to the other gods. And I went ahead and I poured out my anger and my wrath and it burnt down and destroyed the towns of Judah, of and the marketplaces or the streets of Jerusalem, and it ended up being just a ruin and desolate and destroyed. And now, Why do you continue to do this? Why you come to Egypt? Now I, I see exactly why you came to Egypt. Not because... Uh, you you felt that you would get... Sa- well, yes, because you thought you'd get safety here. But why? Because you thought that Egypt is strong and we can worship the Egyptian gods. We can live the Egyptian lifestyle and therefore survive. You're doing such... You, you're bringing such evil upon yourselves, which is going to result in the destruction of your people. <laughs> the, the people of Yehuda that are here... The men, the women, the children, even the babies, the nursing babies are going to end up being slaughtered. There will be nothing left of you based on your behavior. Why? Because what is your behavior like over here? You are making me angry by the actions of your hands. Meaning you are living an evil, bad lifestyle here. By listening and learning to the Egyptian lifestyle, you are abandoning the lifestyle that I tried to teach you. Right? In order, instead of doing the life that you're supposed to live, you're going ahead and bringing incense to the other gods of Egypt, thinking that that's what's going to save you. The Egyptian gods in Egypt where you came to live. And the result of this behavior will be that You will end up being cut off. You're just going to be among all of the people of the world. People are going to look at you as a curse, and and they're going to look at you as a disgrace. Have you forgotten the evils that your forefathers did, which brought us all about? And the evil deeds that the kings of Judah did and the evils that the, the wives of the kings did, and the evils that you did, and the evils that your wives did, that you all did in the land of Yehuda and in the streets of Jerusalem. Now this is so, so, so crucial. You have not humbled yourselves. All the way till this day, you still have not accepted upon yourself humility. This has all come about because of arrogance. I have said repeatedly over and over and over again in this podcast how the, the prophets connect arrogance with idol worship. And the reason why arrogance is so tightly connected with idol worship is that when one is arrogant, one looks at, thinks of himself, I don't need to make improvements in myself. I'm fine. In order to get the favor of the gods, I just have to pay off the gods and do whatever it is that he wants. Bring him a sacrifice, pour him a libation, burn him some incense, pray, do a ritual, but actually improve myself. I don't need to do that because I'm not humble. I'm great. I'm perfect. You refused until today. You still have not humbled yourselves. And he continues to say, You did not have any fear of God. You didn't look at God and say, imagine how awesome and how great and how wonderful God is and therefore how I need to be subservient to Him. I need to recognize from Him how I'm supposed to live. Which is and velohal chuba torasi? You did not go with my teachings. I taught you how to live. I gave you a Torah that says in it the way a humble person is supposed to live. I gave you those instructions to you and to your forefathers, but you refused to be humble. You refused to to humble yourselves before God. You refused to go in the way of God. You refused to follow His laws and His. and his instructions instead you thought that you could just go ahead and bring bring um bring libations and bring you know find the right god do the right rituals and all will be well it's extremely important again to mention i think and I, uh, that this lesson that arrogance and and worship of god are the two biggest enemies humility is the key thing necessary to in order to properly present yourself before God. Humility to recognize that you need to improve, that you need to be better, that you need to do something, that God expects something of you. He expects an action, not an action meaning uh, being a better person, treating others with justice, treating others with righteousness, treating others with empathy, treating others with kindness, treating others with honesty. This is what God wants, and if you're not going to do that, then all the incense and libations in the world aren't going to get you anywhere. Lochain, verse 11, Therefore, Adonai, shal, So says God, the Lord of Israel, I am going to place, literally means set my face against you for evil. I'm going to look at you in order to punish you. That's cut off all of the people of Judah that are here. Those of the remnants of Judah that have looked to Egypt to live in Egypt. When it says Lagor, it means to live and adopt their ways. I am going to take those remnants. And the entire settlement here of Judeans in the land of Egypt are going to fall by the sword. They will fall in hunger. From the great ones to the small ones they will die of sword and hunger and they will become objects of swearing and horror of curses and vilification. And I will punish the people that are living here in Egypt just like I punished the people that were living back in Jerusalem when the Babylonian destruction happened with sword, with hunger and disease. There will be nothing left, no remnant, no refugee left to the remnants of Judah, Habba, Lagosham, Mitzvah, of those that came to Egypt. As we know from later, the people that did come eventually and rebuild the second temple were the exiles that went to Babylon. But of this community that went to Egypt, nothing significant ever came out of it. It completely ended and they will not go co- return back to the land of Judah. Those that think arrogantly that they will one day return, because when he said, again, emphasizing, that they think arrogantly we're going we're gonna to return because we're going to worship the right gods and do the right uh, rituals and we'll go back. No, it's not going to work. The only ones that are going to end up going back are just a very f- small number of a few survivors. Just to mention, and Rashi brings this, and it makes sense, we're going to see later that those two survivors, the, the few survivors would include just a few people, and most likely among those few people were Jeremiah himself, because we know that God had promised Jeremiah that he was not going to be killed in in this. And also Baruch, his assistant, Baruch ben Neiriyah, we're going to see shortly, in the next chapter, that God promised Baruch that he would not die in Egypt either. So he must, he and Jeremiah would have been two of, and maybe a few other survivors, from the, the Egyptian exile that did get back to Judah. And historically, uh, many scholars point out that it makes sense that Jeremiah would have escaped Egypt and gotten back to Judah because that's how the book of Jeremiah was saved. Um, he must have he and Baruch, his scribe, would have written this book down which is why we still have it. But here comes the most tragic part, where the people still don't understand your message while your is continuing to try to pound this message into their head. God wanted you to live a life based on the Torah. He wanted you to live a life based on the actions and the way that God wants you to live. He didn't want your incense and and and. And rituals and he certainly didn't want you to go worship other gods which leads you into a lifestyle of corruption and and immorality the people thought that the God of Israel is just like all the other gods if you do all the right rituals he's supposed to help you out obviously he didn't so must be those other gods are working out better so, maybe we should be uh, bringing sacrifices and libations to the Babylonian gods or to the Egyptian gods or whatever god it is that's being powerful today. They completely didn't get it. So, let's look, Vayanu, at your and they answer him as follows: Kola Anashim. This is a strong argument because, from their perspective, thinking that the way you get favor from the gods is by, is by ritual and sacrifice, their argument makes a lot of sense. All the men that knew, they knew, they knew exactly that their wives were involved in in the worship of other gods. And all of the women that were present, this was a large crowd of people. the place? where this occurred. We mentioned several cities where the Judeans had settled and apparently there was a large settlement in the city of Patrot, Patros. I'm sorry. This is how they answered. <speaking in Hebrew> These things you're telling us in the name of God, we're not going to bother listening. <speaking in Hebrew> we, we are going to continue doing everything. It is that we said we're gonna do the we are going to continue burning incense to the queen of heaven this queen of heaven would be a uh, 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 one of the ancient gods of Egypt or the ancient gods of Babylon it's unclear exactly those but this would have been an idol um, I I'm so, sorry it slips in my mind the name but this would have, one of the um, one of the Babylonian uh, God's is, is uh, 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 the queen of heaven. So we're going to continue doing that. And we are going to pour libations to her. Just like we did, and just like our forefathers did, and our kings did back we are Rehuda, when we were in Judah, in the cities of Jerusalem. Because when we did that, We were doing fine. We didn't see evil. We had food to eat. And everything was good for us. If we wind back history, if we remember after the death of King Chizkiyahu, and God saved the people from the Assyrians, his son Menashe took over and reigned for about 40 years or so. Menashe was, in his day, the people worshipped the idols. And he was a strong king and everything was fine. Now we know that, and, 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 the, and so the people are looking back at, and then later, Yoshiahu, Josiah, had the people return to God. And then all of a sudden, things started getting worse. So in their minds, they're saying, the problem with this is because we're listening to you, the prophet. Remember, the prophet came to speak in the temple. The people were coming to the temple to pray. To remember there was a fast day and he read the scroll to the people on a fast day. People were coming to the temple to look, pray and pray and pray. But it didn't work. In their minds, our prayers and our rituals before your God, this supposed God of heaven and earth, don't work. But the prayers that the, these Babylonians and Egyptians are doing to their gods is working much better. So, As soon as we stopped and we listened, like in the days of Josiah, We stopped pouring libations to these idols. Everything went bad. And all of a sudden, the sword came down and starvation came down. However, But if we continue to do it, Do you think, these are the women speaking, you think we're doing it without our husbands? Of course, they know exactly what we're doing and we're all involved in this together we make um, uh, uh, these crackers or wafers in order to um, to uh, to um, to sadden la to sadden the queen. This is not a hundred percent clear what this is talking about, but um, but somehow uh, this was part of the worship of this uh, queen of heaven idol uh, that. That by making her sad, she has mercy and comes down to help. And we're going to pour her libations. So the people totally did not get the point. In their mind, they said, during the days when we worshipped the idols, everything was fine. When we decided to do the same thing for God and worship Him and do libations and sacrifices, nothing helped. They don't still don't get the message of Yermio, and your Miog then replies and tries to bang it into their heads that you guys don't get it, you don't understand. It's not a match for who you pour libations to and who you do rituals to and who you pray to. The, the God that you're supposed to serve, you're supposed to serve by your actions, and you have never improved your actions, and that was the reason why you suffered. Libations to nobody is going to help, certainly not to a false God and not even to the real God and Jeremiah said he answered them like to the men the women and everyone all of those that answered him the way they just answered him he spoke to them the word of God as follows hello the incense that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets and markets of Jerusalem Sorry I had to pause for a second, I'm going to continue reading verse 21 which I was just up to. Jeremiah is answering the people that, that gave him this answer, and remember the people are not understanding at all what it is, the message that the prophets were trying to teach the entire time, that it's not libations and rituals, but it's behavior. It's improving themselves that he wants. He wants humility. Hallo et Don't you know that all of those the incense that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Atem Vabotechem, you and your forefathers Machekem and your kings, the evil ones of and your officers of and the people of the land, Osam God remembers those things and He knows them. Now the simple understanding is. That God is remembering all of those idols that you worshipped when you were there. But this specific choice of talking about the incense, I I believe, is not just talking about the incense that you brought in the land of Yehuda and, and Yerushalayim, that they brought to the other gods. But it's also talking about the ones that you brought to God himself. If you remember, we just read in Jeremiah 32, I'm just going to remind you, Going back to 32, verse 34, I interpreted over there that the people did what they did in the house itself of God. They did their their disgusting things. And what were those disgusting things? I quoted from Isaiah 1, verse 13, where God said, Stop bringing me false sacrifices, Kitoret. The incense to'evahili is disgusting to me. The same language of the incense being a to'evah, being disgusting, is the same language that Jeremiah is using over here. We're about to see in the next verse he uses the same term to'evot when he refers to this incense. So not only is this incense referring to the ones that were being burnt to the idols, but he's also talking about the ones that are being, were being burnt to God. It was disgusting because, and you'll see why, God remembered those things. below. God was no longer able to c- handle this because of the evil of your deeds. This is the crucial message that he's trying to say. It is your evil deeds. That therefore God could not handle your incense; He wasn't interested in your incense because your deeds did not change. Mipneha toevot asher asitem. Because of the disgusting things, here is that language toevot that you were doing. Yes, you were bringing incense to other gods, and even the incense you brought to me was a toeva. Vati lucharva, and that's why your land was destroyed. klala. and it was was for a. Um, uh, 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 a uh, desolation and a curse. Me'en shave with no one living their k'yom there like we now know today. Why Because you brought this incense. Ba'asher cha'totem l'adonai. This is a duality here. Because you brought the incense, you did those rituals, at the same time that tem that you were sinning to God by your actions. How do I know this? Because of what we're about to say. V'loh Yes, you brought incense, but you did not listen. To God's message, over Torah to you did not listen to His Torah, His teachings. Over Chukotav, you did not listen to His laws. Over and you did not listen to the the um, the uh, testimonies. In other words, the things that God told you about wh- what the results of your behavior is going to be if you do or don't behave. Lo you did not go in His ways because you remain sinners. And you still were kit you were still bringing incense. al therefore, karat That's why this evil has happened to you, like we're seeing today. So again, Jeremiah is and he's pleading with the people to get the message finally. Shimudvaradunai, listen to the word of God. Listen, listen to what I'm telling you. You're not getting it. Listen, to listen, you need to be humble. You need to be meduka, right? You need to humble yourself and listen to the message. You need to learn to live the way God wants you to live. Call Yehudah Be'asher The entire land, people of Judah that are now in Egypt, you're just not listening. Verse 25, Again, this is Jeremiah addressing them. So says the Lord God of Israel, Atem you n'sheichem and your wives, batida berna that and, and you have spoken with your mouths, you have said your message, I heard you, and your message, I did not like it. And you have filled your, um, you have acted with your hands, saying, in other words, not only in your words, but in your actions, you have shown that we are going to continue to uh, comply with our vows that we vowed, to bring incense and offerings to this idol, the Queen of Heaven, and we are going to pour her libations of wine. So go ahead and fulfill your vows. Obviously, this is not. This is kind of rhetorical. Yeah, go ahead and do what you say. You already said you're going to do it. You already showed me that you're going to do it. So go ahead and do it. And the following will be the result. Therefore, listen to the word of God, call Yehuda, all of Judah who live in the land of Egypt. I am swearing in my great name, says God, that there will never, none of the people of Judah that now live here in Egypt, right? will never live to say, um, as the Lord God lives, which is was the greeting, as people would say to each other, um, you know, uh, people that were loyal to God, or at least wanted to show that they were loyal to God, would say, chai Hashem, right? None of you will survive to say that once again in the land of Judah. You're going to end up dying here, because, because verse 27, l'ra'av lo'latovah, I am going to be... Um, um watchful over them uh for I'm going to look at them I'm going to be watchful over them for harm for bad vollova not for good remember in Jeremiah 1 uh, where the one of the I back in the beginning uh, his first prophecy where God showed him a makeelshocade an almond, uh, um, branch, Shaked was the same term, I'm going to be watchful to bring the destruction upon Jerusalem, I'm also going to be watchful to bring the destruction upon the people that are now in Egypt. And all of the people of Judah that are now in Egypt are going to die by the sword or by hunger. And there will be a few that survive the sword that will return the same is for a tiny number of people. And all of the remnant of Judah, you're going to find out soon enough, whether it's me that's right, because you're not living properly the way God wants you and you're going to end up being destroyed, or whether it's you that's right. That's going to be right. That because you're bringing uh, incense to this idol, that that's what's going to save you. We'll see soon enough who's right. And this is the sign. Is the Omadonai says, God, that I will punish you in this place. The Mantedu, in order that you should know, so you will know that my promise to harm you will stand. In other words, what will be my sign? When you see it happen, you'll know that I'm the one that's telling the truth and not you. Now, to end this chapter 45, the paro, that paro's name was Hophra, the king of Egypt, the pharaoh Hophra, I am going to place him in in the hands of his enemies and in the hands of those that, that seek to kill him. In other words, his enemy is the Babylonians. Kasher nosatiya just like the last king of Judah fell beyond Nuhadratz from Alphavel, in the hands of Nuchadratz, the king of Babylon, his enemy, and was searching to kill him. So just like I gave over tidkio, I will give over the paro chafra. We know from extraneous sources um, uh, from the Bible, we do know that. A about 10 years after this uh, prophecy was spoken by Jeremiah, that there was indeed an invasion by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon into Egypt, and that the pharaoh Khufra was actually, I can't remember if he was killed or taken captive, but he did fall into the hands of Nebuchadrezzar, just as predicted by this prophecy of Jeremiah approximately 10 years prior, and that uh, presumably that was also the battle in which the remnants of the people of Judah in Egypt um, were, were killed, and made, except for the few refugees that ran back to Judea, which would have included Jeremiah and Baruch. This chapter was a, a tragic conversation between Jeremiah and the people, but one from which we can learn many, many, many lessons. Thank you so much for studying Jeremiah 45. Looking forward to studying, I'm sorry, studying Jeremiah 44 together. Looking forward to studying Jeremiah 45 and the rest of the book together.